Walk in Your Excellence. I'm your host, Sean Larry, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of Walk in Your Excellence. One of my favorite rappers of all time is Jay-Z. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Not just because he's one of the best-selling musicians of all time, having sold more than 100 million records worldwide and, and walked away with 21 Grammys, but because he is so much bigger than just music. Jay-Z is an icon. He owns the 4040 Club here in New York City, manages a clothing line, and of course, married to the baddest woman in the music industry, Beyonce. And one of my favorite quotes from a Kanye West song, Diamonds, Jay-Z says, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. Let me handle my business, damn. I'm not a businessman, I'm a business, man. That phrase, that's a mindset, that's a lifestyle, that's a way of thinking that so many people don't have. It's one thing just to make money, but to establish an empire is a whole different ball game. It takes passion to do that. Today's guest is the definition of passion. An example of someone who is following their dreams, he's gonna tell us how he woke up one day and said, you know what? I'm gonna start my own business and do my own thing. This special guest, known as Chef Jeff, is a good friend of mine and one of my fraternity brothers, Blue Fi. A New York City native, Chef Jeff was educated at the French Culinary Institute and has grown his childhood dream into one of today's must-have events and cake design companies. It is my pleasure to welcome my good friend, Chef Jeff. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up? Uh, so, Jeff, I want to first thank you for coming out for, to the show. Um, I want to hear about who you are. Before we really jump into the, the conversation and get nitty-gritty about some things, I want you to tell us, who is Chef Jeff? Okay. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> chef Jeff is, he's a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> he's Jeff. Um, he's a chef. You know, I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, it's a lot of things. Um, of course, you know, I'm known being Chef Jeff. I culinary i cater i do cakes and all that stuff you know i dress nice here and there you know <laughs> like to be kind of flashy sometimes but i'm um, overall just a you know a fun guy i like to have a good time whether if it's in the kitchen out the kitchen in the mm -hmm. streets it's just i'm all about just like organic experiences so chef jeff is just a guy that's just very well-rounded mm -hmm. you know easy to be around turn up when i want to turn up and turn down when i got to turn down gotcha gotcha and i know i mean you're you're from queens i know you're very proud of that tell me a little bit about your childhood growing up in queens all right, so I was actually born in Brooklyn. You know, I, I can't let uh -oh. that go. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah, born in Brooklyn and raised in Queens. Um, it was pretty much, it was cool, you know. Yeah. Been out here since I was about seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm. Lived my whole life out here, basically, you know, um, from making new friends out here, mm -hmm. moving closer to family, leaving friends back in Brooklyn. It was, it was tough because you're young, you that's where you grew up, that's where you were born with. But, you know, got to Queens. And the, the next chapter of my life started, I was pretty young, so it didn't really, you know kind of phasing but it did but it did it mm -hmm. and so this is this is your passion right i've seen your website i've seen your beautiful cakes and I, you part you know this already about me because you're a good friend of mine I, you know i'm a, a principal of a high school in newark new jersey and i i grew up i'm sort of conflicted right like my passion which is why i started my podcast is because i, I want to follow my passion finally um i grew up playing instruments I, you know i was a professional dancer on stage for most of my life and I think when I went to college, like I got engulfed in my own academics. I felt nervous about following my passion, um, but was lucky enough to fall in love with education with kids. So I had a shift that I think many people do when they're young, um, when they start to learn about themselves. And one of the reasons I, I did start my podcast is because of the desire to be heard and to be seen. Have you always been passionate about cooking or is that something that developed over time? No, I definitely always loved cooking since I was younger. <laughs> I got a funny story. We'll tell later, though. Um, yeah, I, I always loved cooking. I always know when to cook. I was always up under my mother, 
always up under my aunts and stuff like that. My dad cooks, I have uncles that cooks, cousins that cook. So I was always surrounded by it. And I was always that kid that wasn't outside playing. Mm-hmm. I was always like eager to, you know, slice a potato, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. cut up some chicken. Like I was always like that kid that you could always, that, that wouldn't fuss about uh, cleaning something in the kitchen. I was always down to do that. Yeah. You, you mentioned a funny story. You know I'm not going to let that rock. <laughs> I, I want to hear it now. I don't want to wait for it. What's this funny story, man? <laughs> you got to let us know. All right. So uh, it's not that. I mean, it's two parts. So I guess I'll just kind of tell. Uh, or not tell it. I told it before, but I, I think it never gets old when people hear because it's like a different audience. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, <laughs> Back in the day, Crisco used to have like a peanut butter cookie recipe on the uh, Crisco, like Crisco, the oil, the oil. Yeah. Gotcha. So I used to have like a, a recipe this is on funny the, already, right? <laughs> Embarrassing. So, <laughs> so it had like a peanut butter cookie recipe on the uh, on the container, and um, I wanted to make cookies. So here I was. This is back in Brooklyn, so I don't think I think I was like about like seven years old, maybe. Gotcha. Uh, so I took a tub of Crisco and I took a tub of peanut butter and I just you know got the mixing, got the mixing. And I put it in the freezer. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I went back, checked, like, there's no cookies. So I went back again another 30 minutes. Wait, you like, put the Crisco, put the Crisco and, and the, the peanut butter in the freezer? In the freezer, expecting, expecting cookies? Expecting cookies. Interesting. Right, all right. <laughs> cookies never came. I can imagine. However, now we have cookie dough. So the other day, I was like, oh, I made cookie dough. Oh, right. So I see. I, so maybe I invented cookie dough. And I didn't know that. I wouldn't go that far, but well, I, I love your ambition. I love your ambition. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I did, though. And, and so that's when you developed this love of cooking. Right. I, like that, so that, that was like one of my first... Even though you didn't really cook. Oh, wow. Okay, well. <laughs> so, that was like one of my first experiences I think I'll never forget. Just because gotcha. like, just thinking back to it, like I, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. But it was pretty funny. Oh, man. Right. Thank you. It's funny to say the least, but thank you for, for sharing that. I want to I wanna talk about, like, the man that you are today, right? So we had this funny story, uh, which didn't really lead to any real cooking, but now you are an amazing chef. And so <laughs> right now in our, our economy is, like, so different than what it used to be with millennials changing how our economy would typically perform, social media, YouTube, entrepreneurship. It has impacted our way of living, like, as a country. But entrepreneurship is so hard man it's so hard and so many people fail or they just simply give up you know I've been there myself you have to you I, you have to walk me through this process of how you became chef Jeff how did you start your business so I chef Jeff actually started in 2009 officially mm-hmm. only because um I got my first real uh contract was with st. John's University mm-hmm. and I believe I did there uh it was it was Haraya. I know I, it was it was an event for Haraya that I did, and uh, basically I can't remember the name of the event, but it was definitely um, St. John's University. It was my first event, and basically it was a Sora, and she gave mm-hmm. me a chance. It was like, okay, we know you cook, but can you do this event? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I could do it. I mean, it's just cooking a larger quantity, but right. I definitely could do it. So that that was like kind of one of my first events, and it was just like, okay, cool, because it was actually that event that led me. It was leading up to that event, like speaking to them. Right. They're like, "Oh, you have a menu? What do you have?" And I'm like, "I cook." Okay, cool, but we can't just tell somebody that that you, that you cook. cook. Like, right. we need to see a menu. So right. I spent like, the whole entire summer trying to build a menu on different websites, looking at what other people were charging, looking at what I could charge, mm-hmm. seeing you know my, the cost of my supplies, and trying to figure everything out. So 
that was like the kind of beginning of it. And but then even so then I was still working for different companies and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was a lot because I, I I definitely wasn't ready to be on my own yet. So, right. you know, I was still working for different companies and then I was trying to like start up Chef Jeff. And then different it was catering companies? Different or? catering companies. Gotcha. So it wasn't until twenty eleven where Chef Jeff kinda like became was on the the the, the on the front burner. Gotcha. Because I quit my that was the last time I worked. It was 2011. It was okay. the last time worked I clocked, for somebody. Well, I worked for someone. That's last time I clocked in for someone else. It was 2011. Mm. Uh, and basically, I went into work one day, and the head chef just said something crazy. And I looked at him, and I was like, "Guess what?" Yeah, that's what happens when you're working with somebody. Right, you're working for somebody. I feel you. So, and so that, would you say that that prompted you to like say, "I'm done. I'm ready to be an entrepreneur and work on my own." It definitely did, because yeah. you know, walking in and he said something. I looked at him and I said, "Yo, bro, you know that." I don't only have the degree that you have, but I have another one because at that time I had my business degree as well. Okay, hello? (laughs) (laughs) So so I I was like, I had to remind him that I wasn't, I didn't need this job. Mm. So from, I, I'm not going to say I, I wasn't applying for jobs because I was definitely applying for jobs right, afterwards. Right. But I was like, yo, try to make this Chef Jeff thing work because mm-hmm. I was still doing it simultaneously at the same time trying to find a job. But then yeah. I couldn't find a job that I really, really liked. So just went full throttle with Chef Jeff. Yeah. Of course, it was hard in the beginning. Like, of course. how am I going to pay for this? How can I pay for this bill? Mm-hmm. How am I going to buy this? Like, it was, it was, I didn't know where I was turning, but I knew it was going to get better. Yeah, and so it did get better, right? And it I'm glad did get better. I, I, I want to I hear more about that point when it got better. So are you familiar with Michael Gladwell? He's an author. No? Well, he wrote this book called The Tipping Point. Um, and he, he describes like this thing that he calls the tipping point as this magical moment when something crosses a threshold and takes off, right? So for example, you know, a, a single person gets sick and then automatically we have an epidemic of the flu. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Think about your career. Throughout your career, I'm sure you had ups and downs. You shared a couple already, and now you're super successful. How many? You got like twenty something thousand followers on Instagram. I mean, if, if you if you carry the one, right? See, <laughs> <laughs> so what 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 was what was your what was your tipping point? When did it dawn on you that you were becoming this really well known caterer? So I, I want to say it was uh, it was this contest that I believe I entered okay. and. I, that was when like my Cookie Monster kick became like iconic, like everyone, all my friends we posted it, mm-hmm. frat brothers, sorority sisters, you know, um, friends, people that I didn't know, like just it was just like a, a, a everyone was posting it, and then from I got I think my popularity came from that because it was like, oh that's Cookie Monster guy, mm-hmm. and it was like my so it was like Cookie Monster and like Chef Jeff became synonymous, so nice. it was like because of them reposting, then they came to my page and seen what else I had to offer. So I would say it was because of that contest with everyone reposting my work and like uh, bringing the traffic to my pages when it was like that kind of like okay who is this guy let me find out more about him. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So from Cookie Monster to Chef Jeff. Right. I like that. That should be a hashtag, bro. Right. Um, right. I, I might be super ignorant, but I want to get a little bit. I want to dig a little bit deep right now. I can really only name maybe one black famous chef. Maybe right. I mean, I know I know a ton of amazing black-owned restaurants here in New York City that I support. But when you think of mainstream, right? Like when I think of Food Network, when I think of when I cut the TV on, I I can easily name Emerald Guy, Bobby Flay, Tyler Florence. I mean, now Chef Jeff, maybe. Right. But, <laughs> but what does it mean to be? What does it mean to be a black man in your field? It means a lot, only because this is like a definitely predominantly white male industry Mm -hmm. and they're old and they don't like to give up their reign and that's I think that's exactly why I left my job because it was like you're working for all these older white guys and they're just like you're gonna you're gonna remain a cook Mm -hmm. you're never gonna become a chef so like they they definitely 
recognized my talent and how much I had to offer, but they never, I wasn't getting paid what mm-hmm. they rec- for what they recognized me for, but I was doing mm-hmm. the workload. I was leading this, leading that, but I never got the title and, and I, I never got the pay. Gotcha. So it's definitely like a, one of those things where it's like, it's either eat or be eaten, you know? Mm, uh, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> because yeah, there's, I feel like there's, in entrepreneurship, there's so much room for growth. Yeah. But when you're working for somebody in the, the cooking industry, it's like, I don't see no growth at all. I've never seen anybody happy to be working on anybody because yeah. the long hours, you're, you're picking up somebody else's slack. And mm-hmm. it's just like, mm-hmm. it's not for me. It'll never be for me ever again. Right, right. Talk to me about some of the the challenges you face, right? Like I said before, entrepreneurship is no easy feat. And like, at the end of the day, you got bills to pay, right? Like there is a, a million times, I was even talking to some friends earlier, like, yo, I love being a principal, but I also love like my true passion, which is talking to people and being on stage and performing. But that's not gonna pay my mortgage unless I really get out here on the grind. And I'm sure you've experienced some times in which you have felt like giving up. Like, talk to me, what was your thought process during those times? How did you pull yourself up? So definitely some of the challenges uh, in, of course, entrepreneurship for me and the whole field was just like trying to figure out, like you said, like how how would I pay this bill? How would I do that? But what what kept me going was honestly, I think my process Mm. for Sigma definitely kind of like helped me like if you could get through that yeah you could get through whatever yeah i would always no matter what i do in life i always tell myself well if it was one of those nights you couldn't say no mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you can't say no now like put yourself back in in one of those nights right and uh get it done yeah so yeah. I, that's my mindset with a lot with a lot of things i'm like like in chef jeff or without chef jeff like my process helps yeah. me through those challenges. Yo, I can definitely relate. Like, I, when I think back to, you know, my I lost my brother a couple of weeks ago, and there's been just so much thrown at me in the past, like, year, I would say, unexpectedly. And I just think back to that, that gut feeling you used to have when you were pledging. I know you remember it every night. Like, as a time crept up and we knew we had to see our big brothers, it was time to, like, really get in the, like, get your head in the game and right. keep pushing. Right. So in those moments of, of, of like, failure, like, what do you think every entrepreneur should really know to push them through it? I feel like there, is, there really isn't anything to know. I think there's there's not there's isn't a cookie cutter thing mm. to know about entrepreneurship because at the end of the day, you you can't be afraid to fail because mm. it, I I love the fact that I didn't have a mentor, mm. you know. Mm. So uh, a lot of the things that I went through, I didn't know. No one ever told me that I was going to go through them. Mm-hmm. No one told me why not to do this so you wouldn't get to that point mm-hmm. um so that's why i love the fact that experience is the best teacher mm-hmm. because like uh that. yeah it, it for that i always say that because uh, i didn't have like i said i didn't have a mentor i didn't have no one to tell me like jeff don't don't do this don't work for this person um don't charge this charge this i didn't have that mm-hmm. it was strictly google youtube and just like well, straight guy for it right <laughs> Like, a lot of the things that I've done in business for, say, YouTube, you know, if someone mm. asks me a question, you'll never know that I don't know the answer. Yeah. Because I'm going to give you an answer, whether if it's crock full of shit. Right. But it, you're going to have answers going to have you leave. I'm like, oh, he really knows yeah. what he's talking about. Have you ever thought of, like, actually going out and finding someone to, to, no. to mentor you or push Why? you? I, okay. I, at this point, it's like people looking at me for mentorship now. So it's mm. like, what am I? I'm good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really good to hear. And so, you know, a large part of, like, our fraternity is, like, giving back and community service. Like, have you thought about what – are you still community service oriented? Like, have you thought about taking your business out into the community and doing freelance stuff or pro bono? I think a lot of my business 
in the beginning was pro bono. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had bills. Right. So, um, honestly, uh, now I do less pro bono things okay. because it was just like, I feel like to kick off my business, I was doing a lot of pro bono things. I was doing free events. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would just tell people to... Uh, you know, pay for the supplies and mm-hmm. I'll come cook it. Um, buy your event decoration. I'll just decorate it because I, I wanted that experience. Yeah. Like I wanted to build my portfolio. I wanted to be able to have pictures to show new clients. So it was like, yeah. it was it was an investment in myself. Community service was, that that type of community service was like an investment in myself because mm. it, it was like experience that I needed, that I needed to gain. And yeah. they actually trusted me to, you know, all right, he's a chef. He yeah. does events, you know. If he says he could do it, let's, let's give him the money. You know, I, I wasn't getting paid for my services, right? But I was getting, you know, I, they was paying for the supplies, and it was it was amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I and people don't know this about about you, but I know that you are of Haitian descent, correct? Right. Okay. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't go here, so I gotta I gotta do this. I know you're not very political, um, but about a week ago, you may or may not have heard <laughs> Donald Trump was being introduced to an immigration deal that would um, include protections for people from Haiti and some nations in Africa. Now, his response to the deal at the White House was, why should he accept immigrants from, quote unquote, shithole countries rather than places like Norway? How does that make you feel? I don't want to sound insensitive, but I'm going to define why I have this outtake. Mm -hmm. If something doesn't apply, you let it fly. Definitely not from a shithole. Uh, my parents aren't from a shithole because I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I, if, we, if it was a shithole. So I feel like the where you're at in life mm-hmm. kind of like sets you up for how you respond to certain things. Mm-hmm. And I personally, when it comes down to Trump, I, Donald Trump is a joke. He's a he's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. He's not a real president. Um, I feel like this is just one another one of his acting gigs that he's doing a horrible job at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I that. It affected me because I I see that it affected my people. Mm-hmm. However, uh, where I'm at and like how much I've accomplished, mm-hmm. it didn't affect me personally because mm-hmm. I know it, when you know when when it, it's fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. So it's like wow. So it's like it's, I mean, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, because I you know I I don't get into these conversations about Donald Trump because it's yeah. like I feel like we get so upset about Donald Trump not doing the right thing but we know he can't do the right thing so it's mm-hmm. like you're getting upset at somebody that you know isn't right for the job so it's like why are you making yourself upset yeah. about something that you cannot change yeah. until he gets out of office yeah you think he's gonna be reelected I think not yeah because I mean it's now it's like even the people that elected him it's the aha moment okay yeah, we, we kind of we messed up guys yeah because he's not doing, I have not seen one thing good that he's done so far. And I don't follow politics. I'm not into politics. I just, that was never my thing. But as far as like what come across, you know, it's blah. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever thought of, uh, thank you for sharing that. Like I know I pushed you into a place of like, right. you know, <laughs> not, not, you know, not politi- politics savvy. But um, I feel like even the, a lot of people that, you know, I'm just reacting to like the news, news posts that I saw and like Instagram and Twitter remarks and stuff. You know, a lot of people who are not as politically savvy definitely had opinions about it, especially Haitian. I have a lot of Haitian friends. Right. I'm Caribbean myself, and so like I, I totally get it. I just wanted to get your intake, your your input on that. Have you ever thought of having your own restaurant? And like, what would would you veer away from cakes? Would it be like Caribbean food? Like, what I want you to visualize what the best restaurant that has your name on it would look, feel, and sound like. Okay, so I kind of never wanted to do a restaurant, but mm. now I feel like I do want a restaurant. After me, did I inspire you? No. Oh, okay. But um, just check. It out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like so I, I never 
point, maybe like two, three years ago, I, I would have said I don't want a restaurant, but mm -hmm. I do feel like that's like a legacy to leave behind. That would be very amazing to do, mm -hmm. to have. Mm -hmm. But I definitely do want a storefront, and I do want mm -hmm. a, a place where people could actually come in. And like, I, I mean, I don't want to host more than 10 people at a time in gotcha. my storefront. Like, I want it to be very boutique-like, very small. Gotcha. Come in, pick your cakes up, pick your catering up, and move. Uh, that's how I see it. But as far as like a restaurant, I would definitely love to... Uh, be behind the menu mm -hmm. and uh you know kind of just have my name on something but I, I don't aspire to be in a restaurant for 13 hours for a day yeah. a day it's not my thing gotcha. you know gotcha. um and the menu would definitely be international mm. uh, coming from i i like the fact that i can cook stuff from any any nation any any country but i that i always always add that caribbean flair to whatever i'm making gotcha. so if i'm making some uh some chicken fried rice. It's gonna have some Haitian spices in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm making some type of pasta, it's gonna have a Haitian, like a, a Haitian Caribbean flavor to it. So everything I do, I always, you know, resort back to your roots, my roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important, and that's where the best, you know, cooking comes from when Facts. it's coming from from the heart, from the Facts. soul. Um, I'm gonna close out in a, in a in a little bit, but I do want you to inspire right now. I want you to give some advice to like the entrepreneur who is like wavering between whether or not they want to do this, like fearful, what would be like two to three things you would tell all of our guests who are listening that really want to follow their dreams? My first thing I would like to say about that is don't do it for monetary purposes. Because mm. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs these days are doing it because they, they, don't, they think that, okay, I'm not working with somebody, I'll do my own thing and I'll just make my own money. But it's like, if you don't love what you're doing, mm -hmm. then you're never gonna give a good product or great customer service to the, to the people that you're serving, you Facts. know? So it's like, for the people that I see that are just like, oh, I see Chef Jeff on Instagram, he's doing pretty good, but before they, I was there before Instagram. right? So it's like, <laughs> You see the good days on Instagram, but you're not able to recognize the bad days. Mm -hmm. So when you get in, you're like, "Oh, cool! I'm gonna be a chef now." And then when you have the shit days, you're like, "Damn! Like I didn't see this. On, I didn't see this on Instagram. I didn't see the the hard the, the 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 road that was traveled." Yeah. So you like you have to. I feel like you really have to love the entrepreneurial skill that that you're trying to push on to your customers. Mm -hmm. If you don't love it, then you're just doing it for a come up. It's I I I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I see it all the time. And I'm just like, oh, so now you're a chef. Yeah. Now you're a cook. Now I mean now you're you're a DJ. You're it every field mm -hmm. it's happening so mm -hmm. much and it's horrible. Um another thing I would definitely say is uh do your research. Like before you jump into it, definitely do research. Like try to get like a good knowledge of what you're going into. Right. And you could plan, but there's never you. Th there's but so much planning when it comes to entre entrepreneurship. Like yeah. you could plan until the cows come home, and something's bound to go wrong. Fact. And then there's never no. Oh, I should jump into this now. Mm -hmm. No, you. There's. I. I. Let me wait ten days. Let me wait two days. No. Right. Like if your mind is set and you want to do something, I feel like I waited so long to pop off, Chef Jeff. Right. And I, I if I would have, you know, done it. At a earlier time, like because I graduated culinary school back in 2006, mm -hmm. I didn't start Chef Jeff officially till 2009, 2011, mm -hmm. 2011. Like that's what was that six, Five, three, six years, six, yeah. You know, so it's it's a lot. There was a gap of there was a gap of doubt there, but mm -hmm. you know, but that that gap that the doubt is really what helps you out too because it's like you want to be secure in self. Mm. And when you're secure in self, can't nothing stop you. I love it. I love it. Was the legal was the like legal part difficult? Like filing for No, that was easy. Like that's like the and 
I'm glad you said it because I feel like people work backwards. So people, uh, you know, they want to do a restaurant. They want to do some type of business. So they get this business and they have no clientele. No one knows who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you go out. You file for all these amazing things. You get employees. You spend mm-hmm. thousands of dollars on the 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 paperwork. Yeah, the startup this, the that. Course. But who are you? Mm. Who are you? So that's why I kind of I, I say I work backwards, but I like my backwards steps that I took. So I was working. I did Chef Jeff way before it even became an LLC, yeah. before it had any type of paperwork or documented, because I wanted to build my brand. Yeah. So if you don't have anyone, so Chef Jeff could be in the middle of water right now, and people are gonna come get stuff from Chef Jeff because I built Is that my clients. It's that great. <laughs> so, 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 I love it. I love so it. So you know, build your brand, build your clientele, don't yeah. j- and do it for yourself and not for nobody else. I love please. it. Please. Yeah, that's good, man. That is good. That's good. That's good knowledge. I think there are a lot of people who need to hear that. Uh, and what, what you're saying actually makes me think of Simon Sinek. He is a, a leadership um, guru, and he, he talks about, uh, I think he wrote this book called Le- Why Leaders Eat Last, and he describes... He describes um, Google and why Google is like, or Apple products, or why they're the most amazing company to work for. It's because they start with the why. And what I hear you saying is that, like, before you think about the what you're producing, before you think about the how of like get it filing for the, you know, the the what is it four one. I don't know what it's called, but like whatever paperwork that you need to be a legal business, mm-hmm. you really got to figure out like why it is that you're doing it. If it's for money, it's not it's not going to drive you, right? No. But you have to really be passionate, start building your brand, uh, and let that passion drive you towards excellence. So right. I really appreciate you sharing those those things. Um, to tell me three words to describe you. <laughs> this always gets them. <laughs> so three words to describe me. I'm definitely crazy. I'm funny mm-hmm. and I'm creative. Creative, creative. Yeah, we definitely, definitely see that. Yeah, definitely see the creative side. And what other profession would you be if you weren't a chef and wasn't an entrepreneur? Oh man, um, why? Well, if I was an entrepreneur, yeah, each. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything I'm, I'm like running through my head right now, it's all an entrepreneur. All an gotcha. entrepreneurship. So you don't you see know? yourself ever. I, I working for somebody no, ever again. Ever, wait. Was this a hypothetical? It's like a real question. A real <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 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 There's no backtracking. No, um, yeah, no. Even at, I mean, we're gonna knock on some wood. Even long after I'm going, Chef Jeff's gonna still be here. But, I hear that, man. That's yeah, inspiring. No, 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 no. Tell us, um, tell us how you walk in your excellence every day. I walk in my excellence just giving a great product. You know, mm-hmm. uh, doing it for the people, not for myself. Because the satisfaction of my customers is what drives me to keep on going. Gotcha. Walking on my excellence, definitely, you know, being true to myself and knowing my purpose and knowing why I'm doing it. And then always, always doubting yourself is not always bad. Mm-hmm. Because when you doubt yourself, you just, you know, you you drive yourself to be great and just to be better than who you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm, look, I'm better than who I was when I came up these stairs, you know? Right. Just because it, it's there's always room for evolution and like a change. Ch- nice. Change is great. Nice. That's good to hear. And tell us where can where can people find you, bro? So first off, you know my newly, beautifully d- d- website. Uh, yo, I was looking at it <laughs> earlier. Your website is amazing. Yo, it's man. amazing, man. Uh, Brit, shout out to Brit, seduced by tech. She, yo, she really hooked my it site looks up. Good. Like, and you know we've been working on it since like um, beginning of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and you know I wanted to release it by like, my birthday. So I got you in, like two three weeks. And I was like, yeah, whatever, cool. And you know, working just been so much back and forth. And then I, I had her on the back burner. She's like, "Hey Jeff, what's up?" And I'm like, "Ah, I got you, but I got you, I got right, you." Right, right, right. 
And then it's like a month or two now. We're just like working at it, working yeah, at it. Well, what like, is, I mean, I, we need to know what it is. Right. Where yeah, can we find I, it? <laughs> glowing about it. But um, no, it's uh, so it's ChefJeffCatering.com. Mm-hmm. You know, it, every everything is on there now. Like I, it's just so self-explanatory. It's it's mobile friendly. It's it's perfect. Nice. Uh, and of course on Instagram, you can follow my personal my personal lifestyle page at uh, Chef Jeff did it. And if you want to see everything, all food, all cakes. At Chef Jeff Catering, it's like a nice, you know, nice little food catalog of everything I got going on. Awesome. It, if you play on Twitter, you can find me on uh, Chef Jeff Cooking on Twitter, and Facebook is at Chef Jeff Catering. Awesome, man. Well, my brother, I am so inspired by you. I want to thank you for coming out and being a part of the show. Audience, you heard it here first. Chef Jeff from Cookie Monster to Chef Jeff, bro. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening in. Uh, this is your host, Sean Larry. Until next episode, define who you are, follow your passion, speak your truth, be unapologetically you, and remember always to walk in your excellence. Walk in Your Excellence is recorded at Necessary Studios in New York City. Produced by myself, Maya, and Nikki. Follow us on Instagram at NEC Studios. I'm your host, Sean Larry. You can find me on Instagram at Formula22, at Walk in Your Excellence. Tag the hashtag Walk in Your Excellence and visit my website, www.seanlarry.com. That's S-E-A-N-L-A-R-R-Y. Define who you are, follow your passion, speak your truth, be unapologetically you, and always remember to walk in your excellence.